Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We had a crazy weekend of games and results and changing in the standings, and it's getting fun. So let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by DraftKings. Thank you very much for joining us today. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake at Trevor in California and BBD behind the desk in the corner of the room. And guys, baseball, I'm going to steal it, Jake. I'm going to steal it from you. It's so hot in the streets. You can cook an egg on your driveway. That's how fun it is. We got... A lot of drama. It's a great scene from Father, uh, Father of the Bride 2, Trev. This episode of Talking Baseball is brought to you by Matthew Kaw. Kyo. Kyo. Bobby Skinner. Shout out Talking Giants if you're a Giants, New York football Giants fan. Uh, this guy's name uh, looks like uh, Dix, Holden. Mm. Thank you for being a patron. Tony Sini. Tyler Ross and Daniel Ryan, our most recent patrons. Thank you very much for helping and supporting and uh, appreciating the perks you get for being a patron. Trev, I'll start with you. How are you doing? Uh-oh. Ooh. Can't hear a thing you're saying. Jonathan Arauz, right out of the start. Pitching a shutout. Nada. Could hear you. Up wow. until the moment we started the show, after the 10 minutes of mic checks we did. Damn. Jake, how are you doing? God is good. I'm doing well, James, <laughs> Trevor, everyone live in the chat. Trevor Plouffe wore his Yankees jersey for us today. Yeah, Jeets, babe. And now he's getting shut out. Unreal. Unreal. I'm doing well, James. You mentioned it off the top. Baseball hot in the streets. Yes. Um, and maybe we're a little biased, but AL East, NL East, holy Toledo's, Cincinnati Reds, shout out. Trev, last episode, said he was falling in love with Jonathan India. And, man, those Reds have made it a discussion. They got so sad after that one series after the All-Star break, but since he's in the mix again, so that's fun. And, uh, yeah, man, everywhere you turn your head, it feels like there's another highlight or another comeback or who's got the who's going eight and two in their last ten, the AL East minus the Red Sox. Trev, still don't have you? Did you try and unplug replug? I mean, you're going to have to leave and come back. Yeah, you're going to. Yeah. You Seems like you weren't proactive during that entire time. I was trying to stretch it out so as slow. long as I could. He'll be back. I don't know if he did anything he to always the situation is. there. He was so excited to talk about Backyard Brad, BBD's Phillies. Oh, my God. BBD's Mets. I officially went two screens this weekend. Wow. I was watching two games at once at all times. It was exciting. Constantly. Hello. Besides when I wasn't watching. There you go. We're back. Trev? Trev, how are you doing? James, Jacob, Big Big Dong, and the chat. I'm so excited. You know I love Monday episodes. You guys know that about me. I was trying to make it perfect. I put the extra thingy right here. 
Yeah. But sometimes I'll be popping them peas. Yep. I was trying to avoid mm-hmm. that a little bit, but turns out I'm just a, a one pad guy. Everything is good though. I don't no, think so either. But you but have I'm to just believe gonna... in something. Exactly. Had a great weekend, parties, barbecues, mostly children's parties, but uh, as Jake knows, I was at Nameless Jeff's house last night and we had a great time. That is cool. Good for yeah. you. And weren't you going to open up? Didn't you have a story about Fort Myers, Trev, popping a bunch of peas? Uh, the Lonnie Kai? Booty Dr. Pimple contest? Popper. Jake mm. loves that. Jake loves that Instagram account. Oh, I don't see. I don't, I don't deal with that. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not that. All right. We'll end the show with that then. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Goodbye. Nameless Jeff. Shout out. J- Jimmy, how are you doing? Great question. You look great. Doing good. I'm uh, I'm a little up, uh, upset because I've now realized that on Monday shows, Jake does Wake and Jake, and he gets like all his knowledge and reps in on that show, mm-hmm. and you do the Chris Rose Instagram live, and you get like all your practice, and and going and you know Rosie walks you through all the happenings of baseball. Like you guys come to the Monday app, locked in, ready to go, and I'm just on the fly here. I mean, yeah, Chris definitely helps me prepare for this, but you also do the world's greatest um, short clips breakdown style. So you, I know, I made five. So I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, fully aware of like those. I made five yesterday. They're coming out soon. You want to talk about Brock Holt pitching or Verdugo mm. not touching first base but being safe? I know everything. You do know everything. Those were those were kind of weird. Brock Holt pitching, I think that, and we can get into this, but Jake, I think we should go try and throw a ball 31 miles per hour and throw a strike. It's I think hard. it's hard. It's I the think, first yes. thing I told you yesterday before I even knew you were doing the breakdown was to throw it 31 like that, you got to throw McDonald's arch, man. That's tough. Yeah. Like, I think that's more impressive than throwing 50 miles per hour for a strike. Like There's, there's a weird paper toss touch to that. Why do we have position players pitch? It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Because it's a hundred sixty-two game. Se- it's a hundred sixty-two game season. And I don't want to get rid of any of those games because of TV deals and players and coaches and all front offices have agreed that trying your hardest for hundred sixty-two games every day is not a smart way to go about playing a hundred sixty-two game season. And they won't expand the rosters because they don't want to pay that many more players. So they want to have as many games as they can because they get the most money, but they don't want to have as many players as they can because that means they have to spend a lot of money, so that leaves you with a lot of position players pitching in games that you don't care about anymore, and they should just change it to uh, less games in a season, more players on a roster, or if you're up by 10 after the seventh inning, game's over. They won't do anything. I would love, I would love for a manager to have to come out and like submit a resignation like flag or something like that like we give up like waving the proverbial white flag i think would be awesome and humiliating all at the same time and you have a designated guy in the team that's the oh, white flag guy just like fuck it's like the pink backpack guy in the bullpen is the white flag guy we're done we're out. And then you give the fans that are at that game you give them an incentive to come back to another game i think the league is overthinking this one a little bit yeah well, we got the record set for slowest called strike in the speedometer era. It's like actually, it's not the Statcast era; it's two thousand and eight. Mm. 
slowest called strike ever thrown. 2008 to be like, that's the only time we ever had a radar gun? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be illegal to have radar guns at the stadium, Trev. Did you ever play during that, or were they always there for your career? Well, I was professional baseball since 04, so maybe. I, but I don't believe that. I feel like scouts were always, like, doing this. Yeah, but, like, on the screen, like, uh, for the like for the players to be able to see. Oh, uh, you know, I do remember that. Yeah, because the Yankees, happen, if you yeah. go watch old games of Yankees or any players, uh, the batters would always be looking back into the stands because there would be a scout there telling them how fast the pitch was. Like Jeter, A-Rod, a lot of Yankees, you look back, and they're looking at something, and it was a guy that would say five. There's a hand code that someone told us. Yeah. It was like five minus two, and that means it was like 93. That would make sense. Yeah. That's crazy because, you know, if you don't have that as a, a ball player who, you know, everyone's used to it now, when you don't have it, you're like, this is bullshit. Yeah, like you need to see what a guy's throwing, like that helps your cadence and your timing. And then when you don't, it used have to be that, illegal. You're... Like if they caught those guys cheating with that guy holding the radar gun, it would have been like in trouble. Like batters were not allowed to know. Crazy. So that's I'm guessing that's like 2008 is when that changed when they started putting the speed on speed. Sounds about right. Yeah. So slowest recorded strike in history of baseball. Beat. Was it your mean or no? It was um, Astadio. For- he yeah, set Tortuga. the record earlier this year. So it's a huge year for slow pitches called strikes. Record got broke twice. He also twice. slid feet first into first base. So, Wow. The Tortuga. You want to get right into the NL recap? You guys want to hear what happened? Yeah. There's some good stuff. It. It's brought to you by DraftKings. Go to DraftKings. Hey, the Olympics are over. I, what I wonder what their big deal is now. Uh... College football season has begun. Wow. And to celebrate, Sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly. If you bet $1 more on any college football game, take advantage of this limited time offer now. When does college football start? It's coming up, man. It's they, pro- August, they, always, they always sneak up a couple early games. I, I guess two Saturdays we'll get like a game. Yeah. I think we're still well, we're, yep. we're approaching the season. Bet $1 on any college football team to win, and if they win, you get $200 in free bets. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY to receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code JOHNBOY to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA. Only new customers, only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. one 800 9 with it, I've got the NL today. Here you guys go. Let's go. Up first, it was a series that I was interested in. The Giants going to Milwaukee to take on the Brewers and their stud pitchers. Burns shuts them down in game one, and the Brewers win in 10th inning. Those extras, uh, Burns and Webb go pitcher's duel. But who got it? Uh, Tella's got the walk-off single in the 10th. Slap a single down the line to score the winning run. In game two, another pitcher's duel. Sanchez and Woodruff goes to the ninth inning. The Brewers are up 2-1. to one. They get the last out of fly ball to Abisel Garcia. Game over. Series one for the Brewers. Uh-oh. He gets completely spun around. Lost. He drops it. Giants tie the game. They score three in the tenth. The Brewers come back with three of their own. Then the Giants score again. 
in the 12th, and the Giants win game two. Rubber matches Cueto versus Anderson, and the Giants win five to four. Belt with a game tying two hit, two run home run in the seventh inning. The Brewers were up late again. The Giants come back and win it and take the series. Giants become the first team to 70 wins this season. Descalfani only expected to miss one start, and Longoria begins his rehab assignment. Next up, another great matchup in the National League. The Mets and the Phillies played three, and the Phillies swept the Mets. Our guy Gibby Pitched really well, outpitched Stroman, also had the go-ahead RBI against Stroman, and then the other trade deadline piece, Ian Kennedy comes and closes it out for him. Phillies win 4-2 in game two. The Phillies win 5-3. Ranger Suarez to the rest of the bullpen, and I believe in game two, some big happened that I'm forgetting as well. Uh, Harper had a bunch of home runs this series. Uh, Phillies starting pitchers pitched to a 0-5-1 ERA. It was crazy. The Phillies relievers did give up some home runs. That's what happened. The Mets hit three straight home runs in the ninth. They had to bring Ian Kennedy in again. And then in game three, Wheeler versus Taiwan Walker. And Taiwan Walker has a bounce-back start. He goes six innings, pitched three and runs, which is good because he was on a bad little stretch there. But Wheeler absolutely drops dick, as you guys would say. And wins the game. Complete game. 11 case. Really good. Harper goes crazy. Backyard Brad goes crazy. Nationals and Braves. The Braves took two out of three. They didn't hit that well, but they pitched really well. How about that? They had uh, Muller, Morton, and Freed all go. I'll see this Escobar at five hits with two extra base hits. Ryan Zimmerman had three extra base hits. Riley Adams had a go-ahead two-run home run in the ninth of game two for his first career home run. Max Freed, six innings pitch, one earned run. How about that? Soto doesn't start any of the three games, but pinch hits in games one and two. The Braves take two out of three, and they slide up in the NLE standings. The Diamondbacks and the Padres played, and the Padres took two out of three. Padres starting pitchers pitched to a 4.2 ERA. Their relief pitchers held it down with a 1.8. D-backs pitching was bad. Adam Frazier had six hits with a double. Cronenworth had three hits with two extra base hits and a home run. Cronenworth also made a really nice play. Machado had a go-ahead RBI single in the eighth. After losing game one, Padres win the back end. Snell, seven shutter innings with 13 Ks in game three. Holy smokes, I didn't see that. I didn't realize that. That's a really good line from Snell. Snakes. Only sec. What's that? Snakes. Yeah, still really good. Uh, Tatis has made significant improvements recently, and Paddock remains without a timeline to return. And then a very important sweep. The Reds swept the Pirates. They absolutely, uh, it was a four-game sweep. Seven to four in game one with Gray on the mound. Ten to nothing in game two with Miley on the mound. Eleven to three in game three with Vladdy Goots on the mound. And then Tyler Molly in the, on the mound in game four. They went three to two. Red starting pitched at 2-5-2 ERA. All of them pitched really well. Their bullpen did even better, and they just hit the shit out of the ball. Four-game sweeps are hard, but when you play the Pirates, you got to do it. And the Reds and the Padres are really getting interesting. Uh, it's two games difference for that second wild card game, and I like this Reds team because I think they fully believe. They're also five games out from the uh, Brewers, Marlins and Rockies, Rockies sweep. 
that didn't fit to the music, but Rocky swept them, the Marlins. Uh, yeah, I want to start there with you guys. I know you were talking about that, uh, Jake. I heard it on Wake and Jake. You know, Paul O'Neill, who talks uh, Yankees play-by-play guy, always says five games is the number. As long as you have a series against the team, you're within five. You think you're in, within reach as a ball player. Uh, interested to hear your thoughts on that, Trev, because that is what the Reds are to the Brewers. Five games. And that's what the Yankees are to the well, – they were to the race. And, you know, that's what everyone says. As long as you have a series, five games is a good number because, you know – you can take care of two games on your own, and then you get three against that team. Do you agree with that, Trev? Do you think the Reds are looking at the Brewers and saying, yeah, of course we can? Well, with this many games left, yes. And if you have the heads-up series, yes. As we start to get a little bit further in, you know, start say we get to September, and you're still five games back, yeah, that's, that's a lot of games to make. Yes. But, you know, we're sitting here, and it's August 9th today. There's plenty of baseball left. Five games, especially if you get to continue to play the team, Definitely not insurmountable. Um, oh, man, it's so hard for me to buy in on these Reds. They they seem like they reel me in, then they spit me out, then they reel me in, then they spit me out. Jake knows all about that. So I like them. I want to root for them, Jim. Well, it, fun. the Pirates, you know, four-game sweeps are hard, so it's good that they won all four. But if they won three out of four, I think you're saying, like, okay, good, you had to. You still got a lot to prove. But four out of four, I'll give them a little yeah. pat on the bat. And they were pitching and hitting. They just, like, bombarded them, which is good. Yeah, and and the brew crew took, you know, or the Giants took care of the brew crew, so that helped them out a lot, too. So this is, uh, you know, it's getting interesting. We're starting to get to kick yourself for previous losses. Like, the baseball season's been happening, and you're kind of, you know, baseball happens. But, man... If you're the Reds, you're looking at that Brewers set right after the All-Star break. We did a whole thing. What teams are going to get back in it? We talked about the Blue Jays. We talked about the Brewers. We talked about the Phillies catching up with the Mets. And the Brewers swept them three-game set right after the All-Star break. If you're a Reds fan, you got to be punching a little air about that right now. But you're also playing a great brand of baseball, and you've got a formula. I mean, you're starting pitching. Luis Castillo has fully turned it around. Um, and that lineup, now that Jonathan India is going and Vado's turnaround, Jesse Winker, man, go look at the numbers. I, I know, you know, maybe I'll have Kyle post a clip again or, or someone of me telling Jesse Winker, uh, you're really good at hitting, man. Uh, it, go look at the stats. He's nuts. He's leading the NL in total bases. He's leading the NL in doubles. Uh, nine-something OPS. The dude's a monster. The Reds have a formula. You just got to keep winning games, and you kind of – that five games in the standing is cool. Like, it doesn't feel out of reach, but you almost can't keep an eye on that. Like, you took care of the Pirates. Good job. Now you've got, what is it, one game versus Cleveland, a makeup game, so get that dub real quick. And then you're playing <laughs> what a couple weeks ago we would have lost the bet, an important three-game set, Reds and Braves. Reds yeah. and Braves. <laughs> Just to clarify, I'm not really eyeing the Reds as being able to pass the Brewers, but I'm saying in the club. But I am the Padres. That's that's a real race right there. But I'm just saying in the clubhouse, Trav. I was like, if the guys see five at this time, they have oh, to yeah. have to be thinking of it that way. Yeah. You you know what's interesting about the Reds is what do you th- like? You think about them. What do you think their strength is? Hitting. Yeah, hitting right. OPS third in the league. They're in all of baseball, 765 OPS. Best OPS in the NL. Plus, though, 
Best OPS in the NL. plus though, below average, 94 OPS plus. How is that? Someone explain to me how that happens. I think that's stadium factor stuff, which I think sometimes gets overplayed, but I don't understand that. Because I think of them banging too. But, you know, their statistics that say maybe they aren't banging like we thought they are. And they are scoring a lot of runs per game. I think they're pretty high up there in that as well. They're fifth in the league in that, averaging over five runs per game. So their stadium factor is plus 117. It's um, it's third in park factor as hitters ballpark. So I'm guessing that's why the OPS plus takes stadium factor yeah. into account. Um, you know, it goes Coors Field, Miller Park, Great American Ballpark. Those are the top three good hitters stadiums those are so fun to hit in all of those and hey maybe that's where uh maybe that's where the pitching staff deserves a little more love uh luis castillo fully turned around his season wade miley how's your 20 starts to the tune of a 275 era second in second in baseball and war i believe or at least the nl and hearing jim say vlad gut vlad goop that did something for me. Vladdy Goots. Vladdy Goots. Ooh. Yeah. Vladdy Guts was taken 2020. Oh. Vladdy. He's no more. Uh, and oh. I have to correct it. In 2021, the data I just read was old. It went up to 2016. Great American Ballpark is ranked second in hitter-friendly runs allowed. So that's why, I think, right? It goes Coors Field, Great American Ballpark, Fenway, Progressive, Nationals Park. Wow. Kaufman, Truist, Chase. Yeah. Okay. Hey, they also got Moose back. The chat's been kind of fired up about that. Moose. It's a it's a big that's a big addition. So they're they're cocky as hell. We know that. So five, six, seven games, they don't give a shit. They're ready to compete and hopefully they'll make a run at it because that's more fun for us to talk about. Everything's getting real fun. Um Speaking of who else was here, the Giants and the Brewers. Some, I mean, Avisale catches Real a fly baseball. ball, and it's the Brewers take that series. Somehow, the Giants find ways to win, uh, and they're the best in the league at doing that, which is crazy. They still don't hit the good starting pitchers, but that doesn't matter. So maybe take my theory and throw it out the window unless in the playoffs they get shut down by every other team's one and two and then my theory is like true and good because they got not that the Giants pitchers aren't shutting down people as well. They are but I mean they got shut down by the ones and two, the one and two again and then they beat Cueto. But that the Giants, like even then, putting up three in the next in the next inning in Game Two, and then putting up runs again, like they're just fucking keep going. A pinch hit, two run shot by Belt. Did you see that pitch? I don't, probably didn't. I was doing the research. It's uh, it's our two Big Sal. Yeah, Big Sal versus Tyro Estrada the other night. There's Big Sal Romano. It's a three-two pitch, and he threw this wraparound arm side slurve thing that was gonna dot low and away corner to Belt, the lefty. If he doesn't swing at it, it's a like we're all like that was nasty. He kind of just throws the bat head at it and takes it deep to dead center for a two-run homer. I'd like I'd like your see if you see it, Trev. Tell me if you think that was a bad pitch or or a good swing or what because I think it's I'll a good it pitch again. that Belt just fucking wins. 
Brandon Belt's good. Trevor yeah. Kluf got yelled at for that before. And, yeah, I, hey, we've seen a, a lot of teams. I, I think it might be dog days of August stuff. We, we've we seen a couple defensive error plays, and Avisale's by the wall. It's not an excuse, but that's, that's your other factor there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Giants – I don't care about your ones and twos. I care about their 71 and 41. That's gross. That is gross. It's the best record in baseball, and no one's really on their heels except goddamn Rays, which is a, is a whole nother conversation. But the goddamn Rays. Goddamn Rays, dude. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Uh, Jim, I didn't love the pitch as much as you did. It's caught a lot of the plate down. Yeah, uh, but caught a lot of the play. Well, for for a guy that's getting DFA'd three weeks in a row, throwing a three-two breaking ball, I thought was gutsy. And then he would have found the zone. It was one, it's one-one. It was one-one. Was Belts hit the other hit three-two? Then maybe I'm thinking of it wrong. Yeah, this count was one-one that I'm watching. The top of the seventh. Oh, okay, never mind. <clears throat> never mind. Well, but yeah, like you, like you said, Jake, seventy-one freaking wins. The Giants. What was their total? Yeah, they got to be close. This year, like seventy nine or something. Yeah, it's wild, man. Gabe Kapler, manager of the year. You know, it's funny. It was uh, I saw this clip. I'll give a shout out to another pod on this pod because we don't oh. care. Um, Xavier Scruggs doing a podcast for MLB. It's called The Bigs. He had Tim Anderson on there. Saw a snippet of it. And he asked, like, you know, what do you got to do to be, like, mentioned with, like, the best shortstops in the game? And Tim Anderson had, like, the best answer I've ever heard. He goes, I don't care about any of that. He goes, these are people just talking. <laughs> He's like, it's people just thinking they know something or making some, a list up so they have something to talk about. And I don't care about any of that. And that's, like, it's kind of true, man. Like, yeah, we talk about a lot of stuff, but sometimes the shit that we talk about and the things we think are going to happen don't freaking happen. Giants is one of those. And I know that's almost like a Vegas thing, too, and there's a lot of numbers and data that went into that projection. But shit, man, sometimes we're way off the freaking mark. Giants. <laughs> Giants is Giants. one of those And it was, a, it was a 3-2 pitch. You looked at the wrong highlight. So go find the right highlight and then tell find me what you think of that pitch. Because we got a highlight Another off. One? Top 11, Important. Sour Mono, Brandon Belt. Oh, yeah, I went lefty-lefty. August 7th. Oh, here it is. Here it is. There it is. Trevor's watching the pitch. Head is turned to the side. Is this a 1-2 pitch? Oh, boy. We're back at 1-3-2 pitch. <laughs> I can't find it. Sounds ball like strike, ball, pitch. ball, foul, foul, ball in play. How many freaking home runs did this guy hit, dude? Belt, he hit four. He hit four this weekend. He hits okay. a lot, man. That's why. Here it is. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Let me see it. Huge. Here we go. Brandon Belt, home runs. Okay, I mean, yeah, it's still, it's not a great pitch. Okay, great so pitch. we all agree. It, it was a good location, but that shit was, like, just fucking, you know, rolling up there. Not if he sure doesn't highlight. swing, I think everyone's like, damn, that was a nasty 3-2 pitch. Yeah, location was good. This is pitch huge. itself, eh. All right, uh, red sweep, Padres take two out of three. You got any thoughts on that, D-backs? Guys, and at least... Yeah, we need to talk. What to are we now, doing? Uh, the Braves roll up on the Metropolitans. Even Cohen's owner meeting uh, couldn't stop. No, the Phillies, Phillies rolled up on the Metropolitans. Phillies rolled up on the Metropolitans. Cohen's owner meeting couldn't save them. Um, and Hotlanta, man. Uh, Hotlanta's doing some fun stuff. So the Mets are in third place in the NL East. The and 
you know, Mets fans like to get mad at us, although they might get some good news from us in the next 24 hours. Teaser. Um, Teaser. There's so much to talk about in that Mets-Philly series. I want to go silly first. Go. Let me go silly first. Is Has Reese Hoskins turned into a meme god? Like he's Ooh. memeing himself every home run with mm. his reactions. What's up with that? I don't know. Cracked me up, and I made that video where I, I yelled his. You did that. Yeah. Sir. But then he's been doing it more and more. I think he's aware. It's funny. He's aware that people are going to be like watching his reaction. So anyways, good for that. Also, the Steve Cohen owners meeting. Mm. What do you guys got on that? I'm curious what you think. I didn't hear a lot about it. He just went to the clubhouse and talked to the guys. Sparked the troops. You know. Yeah, there's no quotes or anything from it. Just he went down to the clubhouse. That's just not a typical thing that ever happens. And Plus, did, did did old George, did he ever do that? I'm sure he probably did. Steinbrenner? George yeah. used to yell. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He like was in, in the clubhouse? He was in the clubhouse after every game. Okay. See, that's different. I've never had, I've never had an experience. And he was like different. He, he was, was different. Yeah, him, Jerry Jones. He was a bad example. Yeah. Um, I think the, the bigger thing where Cohen screwed the pooch a little bit here is, uh, you know, your team's on a little bit of a cold streak. You lost three of four against the Florida Fish. You lost the first two games against the Phillies, and you're facing the best pitcher in the National League right now with DeGrom out. I don't think that was the time for the owners' meeting. Uh, you kind of you got to line that up with a good, uh, you know, maybe your next Nat series. Uh, you know, that should spark the bats a little more than your speech. But hey, kudos to the Phils. We we were we were trying to spot this, um, and you know, we're a scheduled pod. And a lot of the numbers, whether you looked at fan graphs or baseball reference percentages, said that the Phillies were still the favorite in the division. That was because of the West Coast trip that ain't happened yet. So, I mean, if your Mets, you're one game over 500, how, how much do we give the Mets credit and, you know, a lot of injuries and they kept that buffer all season? Now, they are behind the train with their West Coast trip coming 13 games, Dodgers, Giants, oh boy, Metropolitans. Mm. Yeah, I just, what, I don't mean to keep harping on this, but it was so interesting to me. Like, what did Stephen Cohen say? What can a guy that's, what can he say? He doesn't know baseball. Look, I, come on, man. Nothing. What's he going to go in there and and he's going to pump the guys up saying what? If you win tonight, I'll give you a million bucks a piece. That would do it. <laughs> I mean, I think when that. Steinbrenner did it, and he threatened to fire or threatened to trade people, and then they didn't start winning. Can't do that. And he did <laughs> trade people. Like that was a different message. It was like, oh shit, There's managers gonna get fired, and he's gonna trade us if we don't play. Like you know, Steinbrenner traded a rookie after he made his debut just to make a point, and then, and then that dude. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I mean, a if you look era. at Steve Cohen, man. I mean, that's like. Uh, I don't care how much money you got. You go stand in front of a bunch of athletes. There's no way that dude can inspire those men. There's just 0% chance. That would be like sending in like, um, who's our dude? Uh, Wallace Shawn mm. to go inspire uh, a team. It might, it just doesn't make he might have sense. a better. He could inspire. Yeah, He's seen know. a lot. It doesn't make any sense. And then, and then Pete had the press conference after the game, which – I talked about this on the C Rose IG live show. I, I think I have, I have the audio for this. Can, should I, can I play it if you want? Yeah, to talk go about for it. it. Yeah. Those in the fan base that 
uh, don't have an interest in the process that really only care about the results. And right now, you know, you're not as a team getting results. Well, baseball for not just other people, people don't view baseball as, as a job. Like all of us have, have jobs that, that we do. And uh, for me, uh, I, I'm lucky and blessed enough for this to be my job, but my job is on TV. And this past week, it was, it was a rough week for me. Uh, no doubt for sure. And, but everybody comes home uh, from a bad day of work. Everybody has had a bad day of work. And even though that you're trying and giving your best at work or whatever your profession, you can try, 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 and you can really dive into it and really hope that you turn things around. I mean, uh, you guys are reporters, writers, let's say if, uh, I mean, there's such a thing called writer's Brock. Like I was a history major. I had to do a ton of writing in college. Like, I mean, there's, there's certain times in the process where you know you're doing the right thing. You know you're on the right path, but you're just not getting the tangible results. So Mets fans, believe in us. And don't just believe, no, because the there's tough times, not just in baseball, but in life in general. Know that this is this is just going to be, this is just a speed bump and a challenge. And also smile. You get to watch baseball, even though we're, I mean, it's a game. You can, I know it's a, I know we have a, the most passionate fan base in baseball. I know that. And I understand that it's frustrating. It's frustrating for us, but uh, just understand that we're, we're here together. We're all in this together. And they're, we got this, we got this, just smile and just know that, that we got this. So what did you want to say, Trev? Oh, like the more I listened to it, holy crap, that was you know that what was it out is? there, Pete. You're used to players and coaches and all sports talking in platitudes, but they there's a sense that they know they're talking in bullshit platitudes and they're just saying the things in the Hallmark card quotes because that's what you have to say. But with Pete, there's like a sense that he believes it, which yes. is almost more beautiful. Strange. It's like he's like would belong at a Tony Robbins like meet and greet where they're just saying like positive energy and powerful people. We can do it. It's Channing like like I don't know. He kind of weirds me out in a way. Like I like him. I think he's yeah. the most, I think he's innocent and beautiful. But like we doing Pete. What are you doing? That is it's so, that's a great way to describe him. Innocent and beautiful. I do love me some Pete. I, I my thought on it is that it's true. Like what he said was true. Like, yeah, they're going through some rough times. They are putting the work in. You know, things will get better uh, probably after they go on the West Coast trip because that'll be a beast. But he's in New York. You don't say that stuff in New York. People don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear smile because you get to watch baseball. It's probably the worst That's not the market. Easily. You know, I, I said this morning, I said, maybe if you said that in Minnesota, the people would be like, oh, you know what? You're right. Like, life's not too bad. Let's just keep working hard and we'll go get it. That's not New York. At least I'm Yankees Twitter all the way, baby. Mm-hmm. If a Yankees guy came out and said that, Yankees Twitter would be on fire. I'm sure Mets Twitter is on fire about that because nobody wants to be told when their team just gets swept by the freaking Phillies and now they're in third place. Nobody wants to be told, smile know that we got this they want to hear a guy up there saying wow we just got our ass kicked and we're going to do whatever it takes to get back to the top we believe in our team we're working hard we're going to get back for you guys that's what they want to hear whether whether that's the right thing to say or not that's what the fans want to hear they do not 
want to be told to freaking smile. Did you hear James McCann's quote? I did not. He said um, that the team needs to play with a sense of urgency. You can't keep saying, we'll get him tomorrow, we'll get him tomorrow, because the next thing you know, you look up, and it'll be the middle of September, and it's too late. There needs to be a sense of urgency, but there's a difference in sense of urgency and panic. It's probably the better great note quote. to hit. Yeah. Great quote. James McCann, we, we've heard that he's a great leader. I'm uh, not saying that Pete isn't, but, man, I just, like, Pete's when I started Pete. listening to it, I was you like, You can't, What's like, get mad at him because that's who he is. Pete, that quote was genuine. I know we all had our – you had – He dropped the history major on you. It's huge. It's like, he huge. thinks he's saying something there. Like, you know how, like, writers, you guys, you get writer's block. It's relatable. It's like – They like know. to be called journalists, by the way. Just Mix so he – it up. For next time. Hey, I'll say this. That kind of sucked. <laughs> I love Pete Alonzo. <laughs> I love Pete Alonso. It was a little bit the kid that gets in front of class and doesn't know the answer, so you just say three different answers and hope you get partial credit on all of them. I know from experience on oh, that. Oh, I see. I have him. That was his planned, prepped answer. Like he, you thinks, can hear yeah, him stumbling yeah, well, he into different thoughts here. You at the end, you hear him, and oh yeah, and oh that sounds good too. Like you hear the platitudes in his head, which, by the way, you know. Hey, what's platitudes, bro? You guys would use that word way too much. It's an animal. It's amphibious. <laughs> it's got the big beak. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, man. I'll say it's this. It's like a cliche remark. Here's like, what matters. We'll get him tomorrow. Sure. Here's what matters. Sure. Guess what? If the Mets roll off six straight, Pete's going to look like the king of the world. If they continue looking like they have been, it's going to look worse and worse. And that's going back to Tim Anderson and his quote Who cares? If you're winning, times are good. If you're losing, times are bad. So, Mets, you better win, especially I think it's Nats, and then they start that 13-game streak. So, it's go time, baby. If this continues the way it continues, the Mets finish in third place. I haven't been a part of, like, fan baseball Twitter for a long time, but I know that the Mets have the reputation. Mm-hmm. This would be one of the most Mets seasons of all, at least that I've experienced. I'm going to disagree a little bit, um, but I'm not disagreeing. So I agree with you. It would be classic. We still Mets. don't know where it lands. But that's this, what matters. This is the that's first. This is the. But even if they don't make the playoffs this year, I, it's the new ownership came. They said, "Give us a couple years." Like they didn't say we're going to have a winner right away. You know, it's like when Theo came to the Cubs and he said, "Give me five years." So this isn't like a failure by the Coens or a failure by the new group if they don't win this year. It's actually a success. Like it's just the order of events went wrong, but they're good. They're competing, and obviously the guys in the clubhouse have good energy and like morale, and the bullpen's good. They went out and traded for Javi. They got Lindor. They're spending money. It's still a different Mets than the bullpen collapse year. So I'm not – like. Like we don't know the story yet. Still. We don't and know the could, story. These Mets back. could battle to they the end, and right. we could give them a ton of credit. Or there's a lot of personalities on this team right now. Uh, they brought in, you know, they brought in Javi. Stroh always lets it rip. There's a lot of different personalities on different ends of the spectrum. That if things go south and further south, then Trevor, you could be right because um, things could get. I think hot that's the there. point, though. I, mean, I think that's the point. They they've done they've done a lot, and they've made a lot of the right moves, and we're still standing here and looking up. They're it's in third so place. weird. They can't hit. Guess what? It's so weird. That, they have uh, a good lineup. They you just, know, 
that squirrel raccoon situation, a lot of fun when you're in first place. Oh, I said this at the God. time. Guess what? You start having those situations when you're in third place and it's the dog days of summer, then those aren't as fun. So we'll see. And, hey, the other team that needs to be talked about is the Atlanta Braves. They're oh back in the mix, man. They're back in the mix. Uh, they got a couple guys that are doing it. Freddie Freeman, go check out his season. Back to being Freddie Freeman. Um, and then everyone else is contributing. Solaire, Riley, Dansby, Duvall, Jock. And the pitching is the other big point in that. Maximus Freed, our guy, he's yes. back in the mix looking good. Um, they're going to need more. They're going to need more, but they're in the mix. And a week ago, we didn't know if that was going to be the situation. So good for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Interested to see how they go the rest of the way. I, I'm kind of all on in on the Phillies. I mean. They're the bet with their three pitchers right now in that lineup. But, but they have so much fun and momentum. And they had a bullpen day plan. Snaps. For, what's that? I feel like I was on the Phillies and everyone was talking crap. I said they got a chance. But I like the moves they made. I like bringing in Gibson and Kennedy. Kennedy And now last episode we were looking at them changing their rotation a lot. Like, those are big-time moves. Suarez has another good outing. Um, Probably not as deep innings as they wanted him to go since he was on um, 60-pitch count. But Wheeler going complete game after the bullpen game to now save the bullpen and reset it is huge. Oh my Gibby go, going six nasty. strong before the bullpen game is huge. Uh, everything kind of worked out for them. Baseball moves quick. The Phillies are playing the Dodgers and the Reds this week. A uh, <laughs> couple teams with a lot of talent that are in the mix. So uh, interested to see where we're at on Friday and next Monday because I think all of us are going to be walking over our words the next two months with how this NL East is going to play out. I agree. We're just talking. We're just talking. Tim had it. Just talking. Great quote. All right. I think that's all. I think that's everything. Um, Braves, get Braves on the Braves, you know, getting Yanoa back. Your boy. Darno's coming back. Like, if Yanoa can mm. be what he was before he punched the seat and broke his hand, we're talking now, Braves can catch the Phillies no no problem. I don't if he does not if he comes back and he is a shell of himself then no. They need him to come and 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 be the rock star that he was. I think the other team that we need to mention and if we didn't we'd get a lot of angry tweets. Uh the Padres, sure they take out two out of three from the Snakes. Snell back-to-back good starts. Jamalope, I know you were eyeing their pitching staff. Snell back-to-back good ones. Uh, Big Joe Musgrove has turned the page a little bit. So, Padres, and like we said, the Reds are on their butt now. Two games back? That's real. Padres need Tatis. Vegas still has Tatis as the NL MVP frontrunner, which leads me to believe like they've heard good stuff about his shoulder and that he's probably going to try to play through it this year, which kind of makes sense. You just got, you know, he'll play through it. You might have to pop that thing back in line every once in a while and then get uh, surgery in the offseason. But they freaking need that guy. They do. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see who the Padres play next. 
The Fathers. It looks like. I mean, the Pirates lineup after trades and stuff is snakes. Snakes. Um, Reds for the Reds for the. And hey, <laughs> how about this? The Padres are pl- hosting Miami, who they've been bug eating a little bit, and then Arizona and Colorado. Wow, so the Padres, oh, baby. but it's in Colorado, so that's actually a different baseball team than we think in our heads. But Miami and Arizona, get fat, San Diego. Why are people saying Tatis in the outfield? Because Cronenworth made a really nice play, and Tatis Oof. is the worst defensive out shortstop in this season, maybe? Crone zone. I don't know. Love the Crone zone. Uh, that's all. That's the headlines. That that's play. the headlines that he's supposed to return as an outfielder. Wait, that's that's out. He was seen shagging fly balls in both right field and center at Petco Park Friday, according to the San Diego Union Tribune's Kevin AC. When asked about a potential move to the outfield upon Tatis's return, Padres general manager Preller had this to say: "Right now, the idea is let's see if he can get back on the field, and then we'll think about anything after that." Um, is it his right shoulder? Is it his throwing shoulder? One, left shoulder. Okay. I mean, I think they just, it, with Cronenworth at short and Frazier at second, their infield is stronger if Tatis can play a corner outfield. Yep. But that's a lot of money to be given to a corner outfielder. A lot of moving parts, sir. Yeah. I'm listening to Tingler right now talk Ooh. about it. Jace. AC said, I don't, he's doing it right now to like stay active and he looks good out there. The guy said, How real is the possibility of him going out there? He said, I don't know. He said, We'll have to have a lot more discussions about it. We think he's capable, but so there's no freaking way they put him in the outfield. Do you don't, you don't just put somebody in the outfield and think, Oh, they're going to be a freaking star out there. That's not how it happens. Welcome to the Alex Yankees. Gordon could do it. A lot of people cannot do it. We'll see. Get healthy. I hope we find out, Fernando. Yeah. All right. Who has the AL today? You know it, Poppy. Come on. Let's go, Poppy. You do? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. What happened in the American League? Jimmy Trevor Plouffe's Yankees hosted your Mariners for a four-game set. How's your AL wildcard hunt? And the Yankees survive. They win the first game 5-3. Joey Gallo. I said Joey Gallo. He's dead. Joey Gallo finds the short porch. Welcome to the Bronx, babe. Huge comeback three-run home run by him to get the dub. Yanks in a bullpen day. Bullpen drops it all over the field. They go extra innings. Old man Brett Gardner walks it off for them. Yanks survive a heaney start as the heen dog settles in. And then they drop the final game 2-0. Kikuchi, Jim's guy, five-inning shutout. Uh, kind of outdoors Luis Hill? Not really. Yankees blow it late with the bullpen. Yanks are winning game. They've got another COVID outbreak. There's other injuries. Chaos, but the Yankees keep winning, which they need to do in a big way. Speaking of, the Toronto Blue Jays hosted the Boston Red Sox in the Great North. They knock them around. Game one, Toronto wins 12-4. to Doubleheader day. The Jays win 1-0. Oh, boy. Simeon with the walk-off in that game. Game two, 
They go extras, eight in- innings. Jonathan Araoz with the go-ahead RBI single. And then, if you didn't see this highlight, go check it out. Red Sox up 7-2. to They're about to split the series. Holy George Springer. Glad someone doubled down on him last episode. The huge three run yacker to take the lead oh it was a beauty you gotta watch it that's baseball susan here's a fun one the houston astros lost three out of four to trevor ploof's minnesota twins boogity 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 twins pitch pretty well 380 ra from the pitchers 345 from the relievers they just kind of got dubs josh donaldson with the big go-ahead RBI single in the 11th inning of Game 2. Michael Brantley, our guy, uh, left Sunday precautionarily struck in the head and a collision on the bases. Don't like that. Twinkies. Hey, hey, how are you? They take three out of four. The Rays sweep the Orioles, and that's obvious. Your best record in the American League, Tampa Bay Rays. Yarby, McClanahan, and Waka, 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 but it was the Rays' offense. 303 batting average of 597 slugging, and the bullpen, because that's what the Rays do. Margot with sixes, Nelson Cruz, four extra bases. Daddy likes that. Shout out to Cedric Mullins. How's your 2020 season in August? Keep going, young man. I love that. And Brett Phillips, American hero. Two homers, including a go-ahead grand salami in the third game. In Oakland, walk in straight from Oakland, holding my dick like the U.S. Open trophy. Ace sweep the Rangers. Uh, They win the first game in 11. Bassett, he's having a crazy year. He's really good, huh? Swerving Irvin with the offense in game two as they put up a 12 spot. And then James, no cap. Caprillion, 6-3 to get the sweep. Marte with the walk-off three-run homer in game one. And, man, he's got some big shoes to fill now because we thought he'd be teaming up with Laser Show Ramon, but he is suspended for 80 games. Don't like that. Marte had a huge series. Matt Olson could hear about him later. We'll see, guys. And then the Cleveland Indians, soon to be the Guardians, hosted the Tigers, the battle for second place in the AL Central that everyone cares about. Cleveland wins the bookends to take the series. Cal Quantrill with the big start. Uh, And the Indians, they hit a series, which that's kind of not what Cleveland normally does. 333 batting average. Miles Straw, Miles Flaw. Uh, He plays well. Bradley Zimmer go ahead, Homer. No one really cares. Cleveland takes two out of three from Detroit. Man, I'm excited for the interleague. Trevor Plouffe's interleague. The Blue Jays and the mm-hmm. Red Sox. Um, they had the doubleheader, <clears throat> four games. Red Sox were able to win game two of the doubleheader. It was a close game. Some, some heartbreaking losses as well. Schmooks. Yeah, not good. Schmooks. Go. Check out the Springer home run if you haven't. It's oh, it was a bomb. It's about as pretty as a homer gets. Just that uppercut swing, uh, four forty-two on the tape measure. And man, 
The Toronto Blue Jays, man. Talk about a team playing good baseball. I think they're 8-2 and two in their last 10, along with the New York Yankees, along with the Tampa Bay Rays, while the Red Sox are 2-8 and eight in their last 10, and that's why the AL East has been a jumble and the wild card is crazy, and it's uh, good for baseball, bad for our friends in the Commonwealth right now. Mm-hmm. They did get a good start. They got a terrible start from Evaldi, but Nick Pavetta... Turned it around. He goes six innings pitch, zero earned runs. Um, and then I think they got another good Did start Hawk in the doubleheader. But Hawk isn't stretched out. Right. Um, so he only went three and two-thirds. One earned run. So it's good. But he's still right. not a starter starter. They do have a set date for sale. That's exciting. They knocked Ryu around, which yeah. is a bummer. Um, but, yeah, it's, shit's nuts. Good for the Blue Jays. How many games have they played in Toronto now? The Rogers Center. From Toronto. Not sure. Was that was that the first series or was that the second? I want to say second series. I want to say they got in there the 31st or the first, something like that. Um boy, they are playing a good, good brand of baseball. They are first in the MLB and OPS, second in batting average, third in runs, second in homers. Um third series. And the pitching, man, Barrios has dropped it twice now. Trev's guy, uh, Robbie Ray, just having a great year at this point. Manoa, hell, chicken strips, Mats, Ryu, like, they're, they got a six-man going right now, and all of them are giving good efforts with that offense. Yes. it's the I, Barrios, to me, was one of the biggest additions, not just because he is a good pitcher and can help them, but I feel like it signaled to that team, like, hey, let's go. We've traded away two of our big prospects because we think our team is good enough right now. Uh, they, like you mentioned, Barrios, Ryu, uh, Manoa, and Ray. Four starters having excellent years. And then you drop that offense behind them? Like, I, think the, I think the Jays are like, if they, if they get in and they get in a full series against somebody, they can, they can outmash anybody. And I think that's kind of what you know they're thinking. And, and when you make a trade like that, it spices your clubhouse up a little bit, gets you fired up. You're back in Toronto, Springer Dingers. The whole mm. thing is going nuts. The American League wild card is fun. The Blue Jays and the Yankees are officially like in it. Um, Blue Jays are three games out of the second wild card. Yankees are two and a half. Both are the hottest teams in baseball besides the Rays, who are in not in a hunt. They're just in the wild card. The Yankees take three out of four from the Mariners. The Mariners really beat themselves up in this series. They played pretty poor defense and big spots. Let me rephrase. They played awful defense in big spots. They, they helped the Yankees out a good amount. The Yankees pitched really well. Mariners' defense was brutal. The Umps made some calls that helped the Yankees out in tight spots as well. But, Jacob, the Mariners, will they come back Hmm. Or does the separation get larger for the second wild card spot from here? What do you think? Well, A, you're right about all that Yankee stuff. The Yankees also gave away game three. I mean, they, they gave it away on errors to, to give the Mariners a win. So, you know, eye for an eye, the whole world is blind a little bit. Mariners, it's just, how can you believe? And I know Mariners fans don't want to hear that. And, hey, maybe we can get you a Pete Alonso cameo or something to, to make you believe. <laughs> But negative 51 run differential this year. That's worse than the the Detroit Tigers. And look at the teams you're up against now. Like the New York Yankees who have been pitching their ass off. 
got Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. The Toronto Blue Jays got Barrios. They got George Springer back. Like, that team is a force. They got Brad Hand. Like, they got relievers at the deadline. If you're Seattle, and hey, Toro, Toro, he's been killing it. So, like, hey, yeah. Mariners front office, you're probably going to end up looking good on that one um, in years to come. Castillo has had a couple eh outings. Love Diego Castillo, some of the grossest stuff in baseball. But the mountain you got to climb. Like, you know, think about some of the teams we talked about. The Cincinnati Reds, it's pretty easy. Play good baseball, and if the Padres sputter a little or the Brewers, you're full in it. The Mariners at this point need Boston to continue to go down the turlet. And then they need what? Oakland to straight up die, which they're showing no signs of. You need the Yankees to go down the toilet. You need the Blue Jays to go down the toilet. It's just too much of a hill. Luis Hill. Yeah, I don't think they I don't think they ever were really gonna compete, actually. They're five games over five hundred now. I know we want to give them credit because they have been playing well. I don't want to take anything away from what the team has done because it proved a lot of people wrong. But when you're talking about like legitimate Playoff teams, World Series contender. I don't think they're ever really in the conversation. They made us, they made us have talks about them uh, because they overperformed and you know had a few good stretches. But I don't think we were ever serious about them. Like we could never say 2021 Mariners World Series champs without being like, that sounds ridiculous. Mm. Well, not World Series, but wild card. I, I thought th- I thought they were good enough to. To stick around through August, I guess. But uh, who knows what we see. But and the maybe brand we're of being a little rude. I mean, they took two out of three from the Rays, and then they lost three out of four to the Yankees. Like, that's a pretty tough East Coast trip uh, at this point in the year. They didn't look great against the Yanks, but they beat the Rays. And they've got Texas coming up. Texas, Toronto, Texas. So they got a lot of Houston left on their schedule in but Oakland. It, it does feel like, and Seattle, you know, come, come get Poppy. Um, it feels like we're going to look at the standings at the end of the year and you're going to be like, oh. Do the Mariners finish above 500? Yeah, that's my question. How many games over are they right Let's now? Let's see. Want to know what Five Baseball Reference over. has? Baseball Reference has their... The fuck are they? Hello. They have their best record, their best possible record... As eighty-eight and seventy-four, and their worst as seventy-seven and eighty-five. Mm. I don't know. Go still go beat up on the teams you're supposed to beat. Like you got six coming up versus Texas in your next nine games. Like go Seattle, keep fighting the good fight. And I I do think you said this with the Mets a little bit. How the ownership said wait a little bit. They said that, but they also have Stroman on the one-year deal, and you know they've. They've kind of made their moves. They went out and got Lindor. If you're the Mariners, well, and I, I, I know nobody wants to hear this, but look around the field now. J.P. Crawford at shortstop making plays. Toro at mm-hmm. second. Kelnick is up. Rodriguez could be on the way next year after getting that bronze medal, and he looks like a stud. Like It is genuinely Ty France. It is happening in Seattle, and that's cool. Yeah, the Mets didn't give Stroman a one-year deal. He accepted the qualifying, which I'm sure they would have been just as happy as if he didn't get the draft pick. But um, the most 
improved playoff odds in the last week. Do you want to guess between all the teams we talked about? In the AL? Uh, yeah, in the AL. You can do NL, too, if you want. Got to be Toronto or the Yanks. Toronto. The yeah, Yankees Toronto. didn't, like, according to the baseball reference, the Yankees didn't improve at all, and they have the Blue Jays with much more likely chance of finishing above them. Fangraph so still wow. likes the Yankees more. So it must be schedule stuff there. Uh, the Phillies upped in the last seven days. They upped their playoff chances by 30%. Ain't bad. Love that. And the That's Mets dropped theirs in. by 26%. There it is. Throw a couple points I mean, to the next. Uh, maybe tomorrow we'll go over our uh, over-under predictions and see if what's changed. Because I'm always curious about that. I feel like a lot of the things that I thought at the beginning of the season are starting to come to fruition besides the San Francisco Giants, who are just a mm. freaking enigma. Mm. All right. Astros, they take three out of four from the Twins. No, 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 no. Twins take three to four from the Astros. My bad. Yeah, don't be slighting my Twinkies, mm. even though I think Twins territory does not like me right now because I've, I've been a, been a Yankee what, guy. Because you're wearing a Yankees jersey on the podcast? I had to get some love. I wore a Rays jersey on the IG Live earlier today. I'm, I'm wow. switching it all up. First towel. Um, yeah, good for the Twins, I guess. Houston, what happened? Yeah, what happened? Sano hit a ball. Sano hit a ball, I think, that won them all three games mm. with this one swing. He hit a ball. I don't even know how far it went. It looked like it went 700 feet. It was off McCullers. It was fucking. He can do that. It's like Framber had a hell of a tough inning. Ground out, single, 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 double, ground out, single. Mm. Four run inning in the second for Framber. Come on, Framber. It's like the bats went a little chilly, too. Over the last week, it looks like Jordan, kind of the only guy doing it. And, man, is it injuries? I mean, Yuli and Bregman, how many times have we looked at this Astros lineup and we're like, whoa, I mean, that's kind of the class. Right now, the final four in their lineup, Alamides Diaz, Chaz McCormick, Taylor Jones, and Martin Maldonado. That's not normally the situation in Houston. McCormick's been pretty good. Chaz. Chaz, bro. Chaz with an S. We got to talk right. about that. That's not great. Let's get but. caught up there. I'm delusional scoreboard watching now, Trev. Did I tell you that? Mm. And okay. the Orioles had a lead on the Rays in all three games. Yes. And all yes. three times I, like, checked the score at that moment. I was like, oh, shit. Orioles might take a game. And then the Rays, like, crushed them in the end. They didn't even, like, you squeak. See the bullpen? They didn't even squeak back. They just absolutely destroyed them in the end. It's like, fuck, okay. I guess I can't be that delusional to expect the Orioles to take even one game. It's another instance of Nelson Cruz just being, like, the most affordable, easiest piece to pick up, and nobody wants him. And then, like, the team just gets him and reaps all the benefit. Another huge game by him. The game-tying three-run Jimmy Jack in the sixth, and then the go-ahead two-run double in the eighth. You're just going to get a masher with this guy. And the Twins figure that out. They had him for, what, three years? And he was just they signed him to a one-year deal for $10 bucks every single time, and you get crazy production. Yep. Ray Starters got hit around a little bit. Uh, McClanahan or McClock, whatever it is, Mick. He had a good outing. Seven innings pitched, three earned runs. But our dude Yarby and then Waka, tough starts against the O's for the Rays. Okay. 
Bullpen and offense. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Best record in the AL. Gross. 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 Let's go to the IL. How many do you have, Trav? Whenever you do the IL, you have a I got three. million. Three? Okay, here we go. Let's hear him. Not bad. Not A's bad, deserved a little love. Oh, right. Huh? A's. Go A's. Swept the Rangers. They. Everyone's getting excited about the AL East and their wild card. Athletics are the home team in the wild card game right now. And there's a good chance they could make two very sad AL East teams. And we did. Uh, we didn't even mention Loriano. Eighty games yeah. popped. That sucks. Says he didn't do it. Says he didn't do it. A lot of guys having these weird things come up. Uh, small, minuscule amounts come up. Kind of a story. We've talked about it a little bit. I would go research it if I was interested. In if you're a fan listening. Uh, but thank God they got Marte. Mm. Fits right in there. Had eight hits in three games. They uh, they just keep winning. That's. We get all jazzed up about the Yankees coming back, the Jays coming back, Boston's fall. Man, two. It's very clear now that there's going to be two teams in the AL that are just devastated at the end of the year. Yes. And it's very clear that Jed Lowry is going to have a big double in a playoff Has game. Has Yeah, and then he's going to become a bench That's coach. Jed Lowry. Flap. Yeah. All right. IL. All right, my people. The White Sox took the long trip to Wrigley, and they went and swept the Cubs because the Cubs are not trying anymore. 8-6 White Sox in 10, 4-0 White Sox, and then 9-3 White Sox. They're doing it. There's, there's not a hole on that team in the Cubs. Well, they opened the floodgates up when they traded every single person. The Cubs starter, 6.75 ERA, bullpen 4.7. They slash 202, 257, 298. That's bad baseball right there. White Sox taking advantage of it. Eloy Jimenez, six hits, five extra base hits with two homers and five ribby. Cesar Hernandez over from Cleveland. He hit two homers. And they just they just crushed it. Uh, one thing of note, my guy Andrew Romine ties the game against Kimbrel with a three-run homer in the eighth. Andrew Romine's in my book. Mm-hmm. Remember that, people. Uh, anyways, it doesn't matter because Brian Goulin said, no, I'm going to hit a go-ahead two-run homer in the tenth. And take it from you. Take your shine, Andrew. White Sox go on the sweep, and they're getting La Pantera back today. They're getting healthy. Watch out. White Sox sweep. A three-game set against the Cubs. Moving on, the Angels drove up the freeway, the 405. Or did they take? No, they took the five. They took the five. They took the five. They go into L.A. and they lose two out of three. Dodgers take two of three games. Four or three Angels in ten in game one. Then it was five, three Dodgers, eight, two Dodgers. Belly, I don't want to go too much into it. Might get some love later. Two home runs. Chris Taylor continues to be a freaking guy. Five hits, two extra base hits. Muncie, fucking going under the radar again. Four hits, two extra base hits. He's a guy. How do we not talk about Muncie more? Ready. Anyways, a lot of people did some cool stuff in here. Fletcher with five hits. Iglesias, three extra base hits with a home run. Uh, but doesn't matter, man. Dodgers take two out of three because they're just the better team. Uh, moving on, last series, the Royals going to St. Louis and the Cardinals take two or three, four two Cardinals, five two Cardinals before the Royals won the rubber match six to five. 
uh, Goldschmidt, O'Neal, Carlson with all of four hits apiece and a home run each. Wainwright goes seven innings pitch, two earned runs for the win in game one because he's the man. He's completed seven innings in each of his last four starts with a 2-5 ERA in that span. Uh, Lester not doing too hot since the Cardinals acquired him. Uh, but that's okay, that's okay because Flaherty is coming back. He's confident he'll rejoin the rotation against the Pirates. Let's go, Jay Flair, back in the show. Um, and that's really it, man. Cardinals take two out of three from the Royals. Don't really know where they stand in, in the standings right now, but it's not very good. And that's all that happened in the IL, guys. No sweeps. Oh, one sweep. Who swept? White Sox sweep. White no Sox sweeps, sweep. but one sweep. No sweeps, but one sweet. White Sox are getting healthy. They're scary. They're a Death Star. Ooh. I think we're going to end up – they're going to be the bad boys of the playoffs. That's what I think. Okay. You love Tony. Hey, I didn't realize that the, wow. there was McGill brothers in the league that both made their debut this year. The McGills. One on the Cubs, one on like the Mets. That. One six seven. Is one McGill six, an eight. Irish name? McGill? It was Is it short for McGillicuddy? McGill. Irish people are great. There's so much Irish pride. Shout out to our Irish listeners. Shout out to yeah. all of them. What piques your interest here? Anything? Trey Turner doing it for the Dodgers. Yeah. Again, embarrassment of riches starting to happen, especially if Bell, Bell can get going. Um, Which Turner got hurt? Because I didn't read that. That's TX's game three. Is that Justin I or Trey? I believe Trey? that's JT. A little left groin discomfort. So, yeah. Corey Knebel coming back. That could be something. Um, White Sox rolled on the Cubs. It finished on Sunday Night Baseball, which was fun. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit coming up. Man, Lou Bob coming back. And then, yeah, Cardinals, same same speech. I'll give you the rest of the way. Like, give me a 9-1, and one, and then... We'll talk about you a little Will bit. Will that even do it? Will that do it for them? You just got to get close to the Reds. Get a get a game and a half back from the Reds, and we'll talk about you. Right Wayne, now, you're Wayne's on a fun run now for him being yeah. old for baseball. Is it uh, seven games in a row? Four starts with seven innings in a row. Yes. It's pretty cool. Cardinals are eight games back of the second wild card, for God's sake. No, they're just having fun now. It's crazy, man. Dodgers, awesome. You go out and make a move like that, get Nolan Arenado, and just does not happen for you. Well, they got him for – how long do they have Arenado? Like Five more years? Six yeah, long years unless he opts out or something. I think he, te- I think he has opt-outs – they added an opt-out when they traded for him. I think it's each of the next two years he could. I think he might be chilling. Uh, yeah, he'd be chilling. He'd be chilling. David Price. What's his numbers and starts this year? I feel like they're going to be surprisingly good. Because he's just been bouncing wherever they need him. He's having a solid year. Uh, as a starter, he has a three four five ERA and eight starts, and then as a reliever, three six three ERA. Nice to have as your nice to have as your like backup swing guy. Yeah, not a bad swing guy. The Cy Young in the bag. Dodgers are nuts. 
nuts. All right, you want to move on to individual performances? Do the standouts, the slumpy, the infuegi, or is any? Yes, no, I do have the hard out today. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to switch some things up. What or time's what? your hard out? About twenty minutes. Okay. All right, well, let's do standout performances, and we'll do awards, and then you can leave. Standout performances. Okay. Standout performances. You guys go first. I'll be right back. Standout. I'll be I'll, not 20 seconds. Standout performances are brought to you by a bunch of people that had standout careers and made it to the Hall of Fame, and there's a YouTube series going on right now, 13 episodes, all about article artifacts in the Hall of Fame and connections connecting them across generations. Uh Hall of Fame Connections is its name. Each episode telling a different story of how two seemingly unrelated artifacts in the museum's vast, con- vast collection connect to each other, crossing through generations of baseball history. Each two-part episode features a both a na- both a narrative storytelling element that weaves through the history of some of the museum's most iconic artifacts and the Hall of Fame's curators conversing about those artifacts and stories. Support for the series was provided by a Market New York grant through I Love New York and New York State's Division of Tourism as part of the Regional Economic Development Council initiative. Go follow Baseball Hall on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Stay up to date. Enjoy the series. Find out about some cool baseball history as you do. Standout performance. Standout performance. Before we do that... um I'm just seeing how far into the episode we are, and I would like to uh, avoid the robo Trev. Okay. Do a quick refresh. Uh, Trev? Quick refresh, Trev. See ya. My standout performance, and it's a bit of a layup, uh, but it builds off the conversation we had last week. It's Zach Wheeler. Mm. Nine innings pitched, zero earned runs, 11 strikeouts. I had a lot of people tweeted at me saying it had to be, which usually means I'm not going to do it, but had to be, especially with bullpen day going before. Uh, the bullpen day before for that Phillies, the Roy Holiday stuff is incredible. Um, the day they retire his jersey, it's the first time that a Phillies pitcher retires 22 straight batters. Absolute dominant. Um, shifts all his his numbers into like the best pitcher in the NL right now. Uh, crazy how good Wheeler's been against his former team, the Mets. Nine innings pitched, only two hits, 11 strikeouts. Drops him down to a 2-4-2. ERA on the season, um, and it's his eighth game not allowing a run. Crazy. Sixth game with double-digit strikeouts. See your guy Girardi getting a little emotional? Yeah. Oh, he's Italian. He's a crier. Yeah. He cried? Shoulder heavy. What was that? Girardi cried? It's emotional. For yeah, what? the Roy Holiday connection oh, type okay. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, Zach Wheeler's my standout. It's Jake, a good one. Who's yours? That's a good one. I am going with just one of my favorites. Trev, you mentioned they've got more coming. You know, the Chicago White Sox got Craig Kimbrell at the deadline. They also... <laughs> Got one of my favorite hitters in baseball. Eloy Jimenez is back. Uh, and on Sunday Night Baseball, he put on a display. A uh, couple homers. Such easy power. Uh, maybe this offseason will come up with an easy power team. Because, I mean, guy flicks one. Fly ball to center. That's <laughs> It's ten rows deep. And then he catches another one. 
Man, we got caught up in your mean Mercedes, and it was fun. And, hey, I hope your mean comes back and hits at some point. Uh, big boy Eloy, nine games, three homers. I uh, One of our early season episodes, we were doing, uh, you know, some breakout stuff, things like that. I had Eloy as my full-blown breakout as, like, one of the best hitters in the American League. He gets the... Terrible pectoral injury. He's back and phew, plug that guy into any lineup. Never mind one of the best teams in the American League. Like Trev was saying, we might just look at this White Sox team at the end of the year and say, holy crap, did they just have more talent than everyone else? Um, he's awesome. Eloy. Eloy. I love that. I love Eloy. First pitch he saw. In the game, right? Send send any pitches at him. It doesn't matter, man. Um, Zach Davies, first pitch he sees of that game from uh, Tim Anderson, home run. Then two pitches later, single, gets a strikeout. Then thinks like, okay, I'm rolling. And then Eloy just jumps the first pitch. Not so much, my friend. It's good. Good job, Eloy Jimenez. Well, I was going to give my award standout performance to Backyard Brad. But I didn't see that Jimmy went with a Philly, so I'll switch it up. Shout out Backyard Brad, two-homer game. I just like when he hits them. They're majestic. He's got like a he's got like a good swing for homers and highlights and stuff like that. So shout out to him. Love the uni on him. He's been part of that eight-in-a-row uh, kind of uh, streak they're on. So I switched it up last second. And I'm going with my guy, Blake freaking Snell. Mm. Shoving it up, Jims. You know what? Seven innings pitch. No runs. 13 Ks. He does walk three people. But second time this year, he's gone seven innings. Uh, The other time was against the Mets when he went seven innings, 10 Ks. So most Ks he's had this year. Uh, I think the the Padres need him to, to... to be this guy maybe not seven he doesn't have to go seven blake but get get you into the six more often than not and kind of be the guy that they they traded for and you were that i know i know people i know it was against jake snakes i get that but sometimes you need to go beat up on a team get that confidence going so shout out blake snell bump day baby snell a bump day it's going toe-to-toe with mad bum and, I, and we haven't talked about Mad Bum. We talked about him a lot in April, and we haven't talked about him since, which seems a little unfair. Uh, his first three games were god-awful. His next 14 games, Madison Bumgarner has a 3-2-3 three, three ERA. He's gone three starts in a row, seven innings pitched, two in runs or less. Uh, I wanted to do this last episode, but I forgot. But Mad Bum, you know, it was, it was a lot of jokes and laughs. Like, oh, that's a terrible contract, and... He's really turned it around last 14 games. Slanging it, baby. And, uh, yeah, maybe the bigger thing for Snell, uh, 100-plus pitches, over 100 pitches, back-to-back starts. Um, He hasn't done that since 2018 when he got that sigh in the bag. So that's – baseball's a funny sport, man. Like, you know, we had the Mets in first place for three months, and – we were jovial and excited for them. You can still change your season around. If Snell takes it to the finish line with how many more starts does he have? Six, seven? 
Right yeah. now he's started 21. Yeah, he's only got a few more. Yeah, seven or eight starts left. And it's strong, Snell. Trevor Plouffe has swag. Ooh. I, you know, when, when Snell is good, it's fun, too. Like, he's a fun guy to root for. So, you know, bump day. Bump day. All right, let's skip forward to awards. Ooh. Rearrange the order a little bit. Wow, special ep. Yeah, uh, my award Ouch. is the good, the bad, and the Jake. Mm. Uh-huh. Oh, because he's ugly. Uh, was, I didn't even put that together. It was progressive mm. field, man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I wanted to go just look into the stat that I've been talking about a lot. Like, how many times does a player get three or more plate appearances without reaching base at all or having a sack fly or having a productive out? Okay. You know? Because you can track it pretty easily. So I wanted to find which player has the most of these and then which player has the other side has reached base or had an RBI or moved runners over uh, in a game. Who has the most games? So the good, pretty easy guess. Vladimir Guerrero. He has 97 games where he's participated offensively. He's played 109. And he's got 97. Means he got 12. Where he didn't. That's crazy. Uh, Brian Reynolds is in second place with 95. Bo Bichette, 94. And Ozzy, 94 as well. So that's your good. The bad. Now, it's again, it's they got three or more plate appearances. Did not do a thing. Didn't contribute. Didn't contribute. Who has the most games? Michael Franco's the leader mm. with 29. Behind him, I was kind of surprised by this one, Kyle Seeger. Behind him, Hunter Dozier. Those are your leaders in the most games where they just got their at-bats and did not do a thing. Sure. So I'm going to keep track of it at the end of the year. It's going to be called the Did You Do Anything Award. Mm. Did You Do mm. Anything Award. And then Jake wins the Jake Award. Hey. Not a bad day at the office. Yeah. Okay. Hunter, Hunter Dozier having a tough year. Don't look at those stats. Yeah, what's Kyle Seeger's like numbers? Three third baseman. How about that? Um Seeger's I think his batting average is really low, so when he catches one, maybe he's catching one. His slugging is helping him tiny. All bit. about the homas. Yeah. Jim, great award. Thanks. Great award. Uh I will be giving out the Tree Beard Award. Tree Beard. Mm. Tree Beard. On this week's episode of Tolkien Baseball. Oh, mm. wow. People uh, have been missing that. The people have been asking, so I figured I'd deliver it for them. Uh, Tree Beard, Jim. I know you're familiar, uh, but he really comes to cinematic light uh, in the movies. Uh, the Hobbits are asking him for help, Marion Pippin. And, uh, yes. you know, he. Carries them through the forest. It's a it's a tree. It's an ent. It's not a tree. Well, I'm just trying fucking, to I'm trying to help I Jimbo just out. Google image tree beard. Yeah, yeah. What? And he carries them towards Isengard. He's sometimes, a shepherd of the forest. Sometimes when you're on the outside, like man, yeah. you have no idea what Star Wars, Lord of the Rings is. Yeah. You put the high benchmark in your head. Yeah. Like it must be prestigious yeah. and awesome and good. And then you find out there's a character named Treebeard and it looks like straight out of Sesame Street. And you're like, this is what all the adults love? Powerful. Um, Whoa, you know, what? He, uh, Sesame Street? Treebeard is a character from Sesame Street. 
Carrion is powerful. Like, he kills many, many things. And, you know, he sees the devastation that Saruman's orcs are bringing on, all that, and he, you know, he pursues the other. The big thing for me is, you know, some of the best scenes in the movie, he's, he's carrying Marion Pippin, which is just good humor. And there's a guy who I love, who I hinted towards it before, and there's all this East Coast bias on the store. Guys, I'm not tripling down on George Springer, even though the chat wants it. There's a guy who's got the team on his back. Third best OPS in the American League. It's Vladito, it's Shohei Otani, and then it is Matt Olson. My mm. guy is mm. killing it this year. Go look at Matt Chapman's stats. Not having a great year. Loriano just gets suspended. Marte, nice. Vagabond, gun for hire. I like that. On offense for Oakland this year, it is the Matt Olson show. He is raking. I think he's got a 4.3 war this year. Uh, my guy does it on both sides. I'm telling you, go look at the Oakland A's offense. It's Matt Olson and a bunch of he with a little Marcana, our guy. But yeah. 28 homers on the year, 285, 377, and 954 OPS, a 165 OPS plus. I love me some Matt Olson. He is having a huge year. And, again, we get caught up in all these AL East teams causing havoc right now. Oakland A's have the home wild card game. And there is no doubt who the best player on that team has been this year. Matty Olson. you're looking at top five MVP stuff this year and dating my daughter. Okay. Congrats on all of it. Yes, thank you. Matt Olson, tree beard, tree beard, tree beard. Yes. I like where you went with that. I don't really understand the correlation. I was carrying I the get, team like he's, he's carrying, carrying the Pippen. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Someone yeah. in the chat said that Kyle Seager only hits when there's runners on, and I was interested in that. So I looked at the splits; they're insane. And now I'm really curious about Seager's whole mindset. With that, with bases empty, one fifty-one batting average, five seventy-eight OPS. Bad, awful. Bad. With anyone on base, anyone, 309 batting average, 386 on base percentage, 931 OPS. So Seager's just locked in or he doesn't care, it seems like. Passing on some signs. Well, it's not Matt on second. With Matt on second, he's killing it. Those are weird splits. Mariners found weird. out the secret to your success. Trev, what is your award? My award is the Seasons Started Award. Now, that's a saying that ball players will use. Like, hey, season started already. Or you can say, season starts today. A lot yeah. of different ways you can use that. Yep. Um, I'm giving this award to our guy, Cody Bellinger. I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys have looked at the stats. They're downright atrocious. He's hitting... Uh, a buck seventy-five on the year. He's getting on base at a two sixty-nine clip. He's only slugging three twenty-three. He's been below replacement level. This is a freaking MVP we're talking about. He won the MVP what year? Twenty nineteen. I think so. Yeah. And we're talking about a guy who has taken the largest step back that you can take. But 
It looks like the season started July 31st for him. It was like somebody said, Cody, wake up. We need you, bro. Like, yeah, we got a bunch of studs on our team, but you're a freaking MVP. July 31st against Jake Snakes. Jake Snakes might as well be the, the generator, baby. Getting people going. Goes two for five that game against the Snakes. He's had a hit in every game since. A six-game hitting streak. Six-game hitting streak. Back-to-back uh, -back games with a home run. He had the shoulder thing like Tatis. And he came into 2021 with a, a different stance. And that was kind of a thing in spring training. Like, he changed his stance. Like, what's up with that? He said it just felt right during the, his offseason work. Well, he's been getting exposed like a mofo with heaters inside. He can't hit heaters inside. So whatever he's changed in the offseason clearly didn't work this year. Whether that's a shoulder thing, too, I don't, I do not know. Uh, but the games that I've watched, I watched some of the, the Angel series this, this weekend. Uh, he's swinging the shit out of the bat. He's, it looks like he's being more aggressive. I don't know if that's something that somebody got in his ear and was like, man, you just got to go for it or what. But I like the way he's he, – it, it just looks like a yeah, a, a more aggressive swing. I don't know another word to describe it. So he's getting it going. Season starter for him. They need him to go. If you get uh, healthy and uh, per, uh, producing Cody B in that lineup, I mean, there's just – I, I don't know, man. They're another. They're, they're like the White Sox to me. Who the hell is going to stop them? But they need Belly's a huge part of that because he's been bad on defense and he's been bad offensively. Uh, but six game hitting streak, man. Season started. Let's go, baby. Yeah, it's really interesting because Roberts came out and said he was going to platoon, and then on Sunday he was in the lineup against a lefty. Keep it. Just hit those homers, man. That's <laughs> how you stay in the lineup, dude. Hit you play. I was actually happy that he said that because you have to make difficult decisions sometimes. And if he's not producing, like you've given him how many at-bats? A lot. Uh, there are some weird auxiliary numbers, Jim. The BABIP is really low, so you expect some positive regression there. But he's also hitting the ball softer. than like His hard hit uh, percentage is down. His fly ball percentage is way up. Uh, so that's something you look at and you're like, hey, let's maybe shorten up a little bit. Uh, but then... When I watched him swing, it wasn't a shortened up swing. He's going after the ball. So we'll see how long this lasts. But six-game hitting streak, getting back into the thick of it. And they need it because, what, are they four games back of the Giants right now? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know the So, number. Belly, let's go, man. Good Since award, Trev. Do you, want to, uh, do you want to say goodbye to the people? I do. You know I love Monday episodes. The chat was popping. Got a lot of people watching right now. Thank you. We'll see you, what? We'll record tomorrow. See you guys on Wednesday. Record tomorrow. See them Wednesday. We'll do slump watching in Fuego. Okay. Take care of it. Maybe a little elevator give talk. It, mm. Give a big shout out to Key Brian Hayes, my guy. He, he's been struggling, but he's Your got flower? No, he uh, has Hayes. Oh, and right. that's he's doing great or she's doing great. Excuse me. Wow. I didn't know it was a she. That conversation's coming. Ooh. okay. Bye, Trevor. Bye, Trev. See ya. Love you guys. Love you. Mm.
Slump Watch. We had five guys on Slump Watch. Actually, I think we only had four, and mm-hmm. uh, we got a lot of potential additions. So, mm-hmm. BBD, who may we mm-hmm. be putting on? Mm-hmm. Oh, one of the two guys left from this year's Cubs team, Patrick Wisdom, goes 0 for 9 with a walk and 5Ks. Pete Alonzo goes in line with the Mets getting swept. He was 0 for 11 with two walks and 5Ks. At five least they got Ks. to watch him hit, though. You got to watch it. Justin Turner has a 1 for 9 a weekend. The one was a double. Colton Wong, one for 12. We like him. And uh, Mike Yastrzemski, one for 11, two Ks. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. Well, JT's going to miss a few days with the groin. So that seems like an easy, like, we'll let him. Maybe it was nagging at him. You know, he's out. Get out of here, yeah. JT. Not. Predates the slump. I love you. Verdugo solidly comes off of slump watch. Might even be a shame to flame situation. He goes five for 11 with a homer and a double and is a big homer. Yeah. One of them game two of the doubleheader. So, claps for Verdugo. It's a 500 on base percentage, 455 batting average. You're gone. Job, Doogie. Carlos Santana, Ooh. Jake. Two for 11 with two walks. Yeah, that's tough. I guess I want to see, see the rest of the options. Royals not playing for much right I now. I think, uh, you know. Looking ahead, you guys will make the final decision. Blinken, you might want to keep Carlos Santana on. He okay. might be a good fifth. Cabrian Hayes, Trevor said we should talk about him. Six for 15 with a homer and two doubles, two RBIs. Good job by him. He's solidly off Stud. as well as Trey Mancini facing yes. those Rays pitchers. Four for 13 with two doubles and a walk. Professional hitter. Yeah. Trey, it wasn't a huge slump. Anyway. Maybe I forget what it was before, but last year's was only an 0 for 8. He only played two games. So I think we left him on because we wanted we him knew. to be good. We wanted. We knew. You were helping. Yeah. All right. So who do you want to add? You want to add Alonzo? Seems like we should definitely add Alonzo. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Pete. Well, there's, there's four dudes. You say those words, and uh, uh, you go 0 for 11. Yep. Patrick Wisdom had a really interesting point. Like I said, kind of about Snell. Wisdom's had a really nice year. 65 games. He's got an 869 OPS. That's really good. You better finish strong, kid. Um, And he can. Do it. That's why we're putting you on Slump Watch. Uh, Colton Wong, my fashion coach. A little one for 12. He'll get off, so I'm fine with that. For sure. And then Yazzer, who's been, I feel like, up and down. A one for 11. I'll keep an eye on him. Why not? There you, have, there you have it. Carlos, Pat, Pete, Cole, you have Mike. It. Those are the guys on Slump Watch. Yeah, watch them. Dirt nasties on Ooh. Fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Oh, man. Uh, Eloy Jimenez, you heard about him. Comes back, goes Oops. off. Jordan Alvarez mm-hmm. also had two home runs, seven hits on the weekend with five RBIs. Starlin Marte, we talked about him a little bit. Eight for 15, home run, two doubles. Didn't he make a nice catch, too? Starling, yes, he did. Yeah. Sam Hilliard. Hilliard? Hilliard. Couple couple rock sneak on the list, Jay. Five for nine yeah. with a home run. And then Your Connor guy. Joe. I just Your laughed guy. when I saw that name because yeah. I, I, who's Connor Joe? And his last name's not Joe. Connor Joe. Connor Joe. His last name is jo- J O E. Yeah. Mr. Joe. Connor I haven't Joe. done it at the office, but. Uh, every time I've like pulled up Twitter and seen he's done something, I've been I happen to have been with my brother, and I drop. A, oh, Connor Joe just did this, and it Connor makes me Joe, laugh because my guy. That's a funny name. Yeah, Connor Joe. Ooh, I've got good news. 
He is not confused to be. He's not to be confused with Joe Connor, another no. MLB player from 1895. Looks yeah. like he deleted. Joe Connor's my friend's dad's name. Looks like he deleted his Twitter, but it used to be Kojo. So for being named Connor Joe, Kojo is a pretty good alternative. Yes. His middle name is Kakwi. Mm. Wonder what his ethnicity is. He's American, but his ancestry, like his, I guess, whatever, whatever I think is. That's the word. You're that's what. That's where Kakwi would come from. I don't think I've ever heard Joe as a last name. Mm. I like it. Huge. Hey, he's a testicular cancer survivor. That's awesome. Good for him. Him and um, who was the Yankee? Tyler Austin. Tyler Austin. Mm-hmm. Who just lit it up in uh, the Olympics. That's cool. All right. Anything else we got to talk about? Just get on this elevator? Yeah, there's a couple. CJ Crone, also from my rocks. Brandon Belt. We talked about his four homers. Crone matched that. And Jesse Winker, who you might hear about in a second. He's the best friend of PBT. Yeah. I I know that. Oh, best friend. I'm of the not pod? stupid. Yeah, Jesse Winker's the best friend of the week. He goes seven for thirteen, two homers, three doubles, seven RBIs, three walks, and a hit by pitch. Uh, and it was we got into a little conversation about him on Wake and Jake today. Add mm. uh, his month by month OPS is fun, like almost exactly He's one gross. dot April and May, June. A, a tiny step down, still nine nine eighteen OPS. July was the comparative down month. He just kind of turned all his double all his homers into doubles, uh, and he's back in August, one dot five and seven games so far in August. So, that. All right, we're getting into an elevator, and the person that steps in with us is wearing a. Los Angeles Angels hat, which is good because I don't think we talked about them at all today. Angels, Angels, Angels. Did we we talk about them? Yeah, they played the Dodgers. Trev said they took the five to get up there. He was was unsure. (laughs) Is Trouty coming back? Just turned 30. Yeah, that's right. Happy birthday. they, They did win game one, so there you go. Shohei. Sandoval had another good start. I know we talk about him, but his offensive stats are off the map. 37 home runs, 1.015 with 15 swipes. He's a freak. They got uh, uh, Bruce Starr to win game one, so that's cool. I don't know. What are you talking about? What are Angels fans talking Max about? Max Stassi. We talked about him on the JM baseball team. If he plays more, he's having a really nice year hitting behind the dish. Phil Gosselin's name always makes me laugh. Hey, dude, they did a, uh, they did an all J game, and they they went they're pitching in game two. Uh, this is what you say on the elevator. Hey, did you know they did an all J game? Mm. Jaime Berea, Jose, I don't know how to say his name, Quijada, Junior Guerrera, or Guerra, and and Jose Quintana. Wow, Quijada and Quintana. Yeah, that's fun. Jaime, Jose, Junior, and Jose. Otani's winning MVP. Yeah, I think that's what they're. I think that's what they're cheering for right now. You're cheering for Otani to win. Oh, MVP. they called Exciting. up. They called up that kid with the hair. Marsh looks like he's not doing well. Joe Adele Joe is Adele back up, back. and he's hitting, so that's good. Joe Adele was like leading the minor leagues in home runs, which is always one of those things that it's like ah, 
What's the Bull Durham quote? It's a pretty dubious honor. You know, he's one of your top prospects. Bring him back up. But Joe Madden yeah. pooped on him before the season, so. And don't out. Don't out for the year. Hey, that, next year's outfield could be cool. Is that going to be Adele, Trout, and Marsh? I'm in on that. I hope so. Tune in and find out next year. Jared Walsh was an all-star this year. Get some pitching. They drafted 20 pitchers. Now sign a bunch of pitchers. Sign 20.